Welcome to another episode of Two Peas on a Podcast. Counting down movies, music, TV, and pop culture. One top five at a time. And now, here are the two peas. and gentlemen and welcome back to two peas on a podcast your ears are not deceiving you it's 2022 and it's a brand new episode the first episode in about 10 months of this program and uh, decided to resurrect the show and a big reason for that is the guest that's on here tonight so thanks a lot man caleb is back from netflix and swill and just from friendship because I love this guy. What's up, man? Welcome back. What up, what up, what up? Don't call it a comeback. <laughs> I already did. Shit. Oh, well. <laughs> I won't do that again, I guess. Look, man, we, you know, for first-time listeners or people that might not be familiar with 2Ps, we, um, you and I are part of a community that does this fundraising event for cancer research every year called Livestream for the Cure. Our buddy Nick pretty much runs that. And we did it this past May. And during my segment, you know, I thought it would be cute, like, yeah, I'll bring the show back if we could raise $1,000 in an hour. Yeah, that's probably not going to happen. I raised $700 the year before. Like, maybe, but I doubt it. So you show up during my segment. And what do you do, man? <laughs> Tell everyone what you did. Uh, I fucking pulled out my massive bankroll and donated enough to make you start doing podcasts again. This fucking guy. Donates a thousand dollars, which was the goal, in one donation, <laughs> and here just we are. Just to spite you. Yeah, here we are. Yeah. I don't. I don't care about fighting cancer. I just want to make your life less convenient. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, live stream for whatever the fuck that is. Yeah, <laughs> live stream for fuck Gerald. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> um, that would garner a huge following too. I think. And Nick would still leave that up, too, I believe. You know, kind of as part of that and what I just discussed, we decided to do a fun top five for the first show back. And like I said, I got my buddy Caleb here. You know, somebody mentioned when we were doing that live stream, Caleb, they were like, you got to have Caleb as your first guest back now. And I don't remember who said that, but at the time I was like, goddamn, they're right. So I'm glad we're able to do it. We're getting started about an hour and a half later than we thought we would tonight because of we're recording this on July 2nd. And there's all kind of like yeah. fireworks going off in my neighborhood. Which, oh, yeah. Is that a yeah, thing? Yeah, It's early for that, though, right? Or it's just yeah, America? I don't know. I think uh, people just use it as an excuse to drink. It is Saturday. Mm, yeah, So, like, true. you know, get drunk, explode things, shoot guns. <laughs> yeah. Do all that. It's America. Also, like, what a lot of, like, small towns in America found out is that, like, if you book the fireworks people for like a day or two before or after the 4th of July, it's a lot fucking cheaper. <laughs> I guess maybe they did that in my neighborhood then. Yeah. As this has been going on for the last two hours. I'm like, Jesus, guys, how many? How much did you buy? This is probably not legal at this point. 
Uh, but anyway, here we are. I think they've subsided, at least for the meantime. So if you hear bangs in the background, it's not gunshots. At least I don't think it is. It could be. But if my voice is continuing, then I'm good. <laughs> so we'll, uh, we'll try. Caleb, tell them what we're counting down for my first top five back on the air here, man. The top five celebrity comebacks. Yeah. So this was, um, you know, interestingly enough, because it has been so long since I did a top five, this is a this was a tough one to do for the return for me personally. What about you, man? Was this a easy or hard list to come up with? Um, I don't know. I did a little bit of research, but there were a few that like I really thought of right away. Okay. And then a couple that I kind of had to dig for and was like, well, yeah, I guess so. Is there, was there any criteria that you gave yourself? Like what constituted a comeback uh, for you? Somebody who was just like so far out of the public eye that like they could have just gone forever and like nobody would have really thought twice about it. But then right. like, right, you know, some some random event like brought them back into the center stage. So, yeah, I just remember, you know, I, I guess when I was doing mine, like it was like, I remember this person or this act. And then it was like, I didn't remember them. And then it was like, oh, shit, they're back now. I know I remember that, you know, it's, that's yeah. kind of like how I played it out in my mind a little bit. I'm pretty much and, a um, fan of all of mine, too, to this day. What about you? Yeah, same. I don't know. All of mine are like movie and TV personalities, but. Oh, OK. I've got some music in mind. I see I was I was kicking around a couple like musicians but yeah I don't um, know couldn't couldn't really settle on anything but like I will say as like an honorable mention up top I was I was really wanted to to stand Britney on this list but well hold that thought then <laughs> hold that thought brother you know I don't know the order of my list uh, but I feel like we'll talk about Miss Britney this evening oh yeah it's, it's well Britney I mean bitch. there was there was the meme at one point that like if Britney Spears can make it through 2007, I can make it through today. Goddamn right. Oh, seven Britney. Wow. That was the whole thing, huh? I guess we'll talk about it here shortly, but uh, we're doing our top five celebrity comebacks and it's, you know, not really ironic because we planned it, but it is my comeback. It's the first show back in, like I said, 10 months, two peas. I'm so excited to be back on the airwaves and there's nobody I'd rather have here with me than my boy, Caleb. Uh, we go back a long way. We're patrons of each other's shows. And like I said, we're friends in real life and you're just a great dude, man. So I appreciate yeah. everything you did during a live stream and that you've done during my you know, podcasting career and just being a great friend that I can you know reach out to and bug anytime I need to. So I really appreciate it. Well, I appreciate you being your wonderful self. And uh, just real quick, right at the top, because I promised Dan I would, uh, he wanted me to tell you that uh, he hates you. He hopes that you grow hair and that he'll see you tomorrow at the game store. One, uh, two of three of those things will happen <laughs> <laughs> or are true. Okay, uh, I think the hair is probably out of the question. But yeah, uh, we're going to thank you, Dan. We're going to do our top five celebrity comebacks with Kayla from Netflix and Swill. Guys, thanks for tuning in and subscribing back to Two Peas. We'll get this show going and we'll keep it going on a weekly basis for as long as I can do it or until my kids kill me, <laughs> which could yeah. happen sooner than that. So we'll find out. Or I don't know. We like you're, I guess, part of the the Netflix and Swill extended family yeah. of podcasts now. So like yeah. realistically, as long as there's two P's on the podcast, like we're good. We can tag out, swap out, rotate hosts, do whatever, you know, it's, actually, it's a, a bold new era. Actually, that's a good idea. And I have zero problem with that. So, 
But the show is hosted on the Netflix and Swill site. There'll be a little blurb about that at the end. But thank you for reminding me, Caleb, because it's funny because you're you're on this week. And then next week's show's Dan. And, of course, you and Dan make up Netflix and Swill. And you God, guys are I graciously hosting. I feel bad for anybody who, whoever has to talk to Dan about anything. And I have <laughs> well, to talk to him all the time about everything. Well, I don't know if he told you, but we're doing top five Stranger Things characters. So I think he'll be passionate about that at least. Oh, there so, you go. so it'll be a good conversation. Celebrity comebacks, man. What do you what do you want to get us started with? What's your number five celebrity comeback? All right. Well, speaking of Stranger Things, my number five is Winona Ryder. Nice. I love it. Yeah. So uh, she was in a bunch of stuff when I was young. Uh, I loved her in Beetlejuice. Uh, still kind of in love with Lydia from Beetlejuice. I don't know. She had a whole like weird relationship with Johnny Depp, which mm-hmm. kind of set the pace for him later in his life. Uh, and then like she kind of fell out of the public eye whenever she was arrested for shoplifting in 2001. Yeah, uh, that, was, that was the event right there. Kind of yeah, her up. apparently she got her life back together and, you know, the Duffer Brothers cast her in Stranger Things and she's, you know, right back in it now. No harm, no foul. We we uh, we forgive you and we love when you make a bunch of weird faces while David Harper <laughs> oh is my God. rambling about God knows what at the award ceremony. That is a meme that will live on forever <laughs> or, I love- or whatever. My my favorite version of that gif is when like it's just her making a bunch of confused faces because uh, like that's clearly not the speech that he had rehearsed and that she was aware of. Right, right. Uh, but then like they just have all the fucking equations and like <laughs> right. fucking trigonometry flying around her head. Yeah, it's the best. Did you ever see the meme uh, when during this is an election pre-Trump, but when uh, the balloons came down and Hillary Clinton was all. Looking yeah, up at this guy. It kind of reminds me of that one a little bit, which I also love, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, Winona's in my extended list. She's not going to be in my five, but she's in my honorable mentions. She was such a prolific actress in the 80s and 90s, and you mentioned a few of those roles, but I can remember up to a movie called Reality Bites, which I think was 94. Uh, I don't know if you ever saw that one, but that was a movie that I was freaking in love with, and that was in the mid-90s, and it was kind of like she just kind of disappeared after that she did a couple like adam sandler things or whatever but nothing yeah, where you were like no. oh winona Ryder, marquee name you know until stranger things i think the last big thing that i know her from before stranger things was girl interrupted yeah that's true that's true and that was probably 90s too if i'm remembering that correctly but yeah yeah, so Winona Ryder, good pick, man. I love her. She we were just talking about Life Dream for the Cure, and she was in my top five actors of all time, my personal favorites. I love Winona Ryder, so I, I, I support that pick 100%. I'm going to get my list started with music, and I don't have a lot of facts in front of me, but I can just remember my dad spinning these records when I was a kid, and it was like kind of like my dad's rock and roll, and then I kind of came of age in the mid-'80s, into the 90s when I went to college and they kind of like weren't a thing and then I can remember like in my high school years going into college they just like blew up and it was like cool to like them but it was a band that my dad enjoyed like 20 years before but it's Aerosmith is my number five okay yeah yeah Yeah, because they kind of disappeared and then they did a video with Run DMC and then they were fucking everywhere and then it was like here we go yeah I don't I think it was only like it wasn't like a huge hiatus it was like maybe five or six years yeah, but, but their, I mean, their music career was effectively dead. Right. And, and then re- Run DMC decided to cover Walk This Way and was like, Fuck hey, yeah, Steven dude. Tyler, be on the track. Fuck yeah, dude. And then uh, Permanent Vacation came out like the year after that. And it had, you know, um, 
Angel, the love ballad was on there. Oh, yeah. And um, Ragdoll. You remember Ragdoll? That was mm-hmm, a classic mm-hmm, tune mm-hmm. about, I think, about a prostitute, which I thought was cool. It was a little edgy no, I, at uh, the time. but I, uh, I dig Aerosmith. I think that Steven Tyler is one of the... Uh, he's turned into a real Mick Jagger type, which is to say a living skeleton. (laughs) Uh, But like back in the day, he, you know, is one of the greats. Yeah. It's just got to be so hard. You know, you mentioned the stones, which is another example, but there's so few of them, but it's just got to be so hard to be, you know, at the peak of your career early. And Mm -hmm. I feel like that's what Aerosmith did with like, you know, tunes like Dream On. Uh, You mentioned Walk This Way, which was mid 80s. But Mm -hmm. it was like, what do we do now? Like, this is literally the biggest a band could ever get. And they have to kind of reinvent themselves. And they and they also kind of like came back during a time like of grunge music, which was not easy to do because they're not grunge, you know, and it was like the album Pump with Love in an Elevator and The Other Side, a lot of really cool kind of like pop rock numbers, you know? I I wouldn't really necessarily consider like eh, they didn't really do the the hair metal thing but like no they were kind of tangential to that i guess but like they kind of i guess rode that wave through the grunge era i don't know yeah 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 so they're a very interesting group but like i said i can remember like in my head going oh okay it's cool to listen to these records with my dad but that's one of my dad's bands like whatever you know like and in my mind i'm like I don't even think about it. It's like, I'm just never going to hear from them again. And then all you know, of a sudden, I'm, you know, here they are. I'll, I'll be honest with you. Whenever you first started saying like, you know, one of your dad's bands that like kind of came back, I was hoping you were I was hoping that you were talking about John Fogarty. Yeah. Cause he kind of, he kind of had a resurgence in the last few years, but that's true too. Yeah. That would have been a good pick as well. I could see that. Great voice. Fogarty, man. He's oh yeah. Just He's undeniable. One of a kind. Absolutely, man. All right. So Aerosmith was my five. Uh what you had Winona at five, which was a pick that I really loved. What's your number four, man? My number four is Ryan Reynolds. Hmm. Interesting. Explain this one now. Back in the day, he was in kind of like the teen comedy, you know. I'm a sarcastic man. I'm going to do jokes and like make people feel bad. Dick jokes. Uh, and, stuff. Yeah. and you know, he had, he had some decent success with that. Uh, and then he did a little movie called green lantern, oh, wow. uh, which killed his career. Mm-hmm. He was just dead and gone forever and banished to the shadow dimension. Uh, sometime later, Hollywood was like, Hey, superheroes are still a big thing. Green Lantern wasn't it, but, you know, we're running out of Marvel characters, so let's try to make a Deadpool movie. <laughs> yeah. And Ryan Reynolds is like, hey, I fucking love Deadpool. Let me be in the movie. And yeah. they were like, we're not sure. You're not really, you know, a person anymore. Uh, <laughs> and he just insisted himself into the movie, basically. Yeah. Uh, and from there, like, his career just kind of exploded. Like, everybody remembered that he's really funny, and uh, mm-hmm. he became, like, the Hollywood it guy like he's one of the biggest actors going right now as far as like leading men without a doubt so and like at one point he was just like done so charismatic you know like in interviews and just on twitter and you know his relationship with blake lively is yeah you know yeah and they they just love fucking with each other like they're such a great couple (laughs) right and what was cool about His Mint Mobile ads are some of the only ads that I get on YouTube that I won't just skip every time. (laughs) Yeah, he does good stuff with his... And uh, I don't even want to buy his cell phones. 
<laughs> yeah, he's 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 a funny dude, man. Super charismatic. You know what was cool about Deadpool too, which kind of marked his return to at least a blockbuster status was you know they allowed him or that character allowed him to be his sarcastic self that you mentioned mm-hmm. where he was really comfortable you know it's like an MCU film but he's doing this kind of like off-brand humor and it's profanity and it's like just him yeah. being an asshole basically and that's the thing like it let him do you know some action stuff but it like it seems like such a natural extension of the persona that he had already built through his other movies yeah I like that pick, and uh, I guess Green Lantern. So coming back from Green Lantern is kind of what the comeback is, which I guess was hard to do because that was that was shit. Yeah, no, like after that, he just he was not in anything for like yeah. a long time. For my number four, let's go to one that came to mind right away, and I'm just going to ask what you think about this. I mean, I have a little bit to explain myself, but I can just remember in 1994 when I saw this movie that this gentleman was the lead in, in my head going, he's back. He, he is now a solidified superstar for the rest of his life because of this role. And it's John Travolta, and I'm talking about when he appeared in Pulp Fiction, Tarantino's film in 94. Do you yeah, kind of know where I'm coming from there? Yeah, it's a solid pick. Yeah, I mean, you know, and I wasn't a huge fan of his prior, but I mean, he was such a just uh, he blew up with Saturday Night Fever and Grease, mm-hmm. really those two in particular, and he kind of had this knack of being this young hotshot that would be in these musical kind of numbers um, where there was a lot of music incorporated, and he was a great dancer and that kind of stuff, and he could sing back then, and it was like, but how many of those roles are there? And he kind of started falling off the map and he would do these cheesy comedies that didn't make any money and he was no longer a box office draw once it wasn't that kind of musical number bringing him front and center and think of the courage it took for Tarantino who by the way was pretty much a brand new filmmaker I mean he had done Reservoir Dogs but it wasn't like he was super established uh, at the time and he cast John Travolta who hadn't done anything of notoriety in like eight nine years at that point so it was pretty brave on Tarantino's part too, but Travolta just killed it as Vincent Vega, man. And I feel like that literally was like a rebirth in his career because that that's definitely a nick in the timeline for his career, I feel like. Yeah, absolutely. And that's why, you know, it's one of this it's one of the comebacks that came to mind right away. Now, with that said, uh, you know, since Pulp Fiction, what is has he done anything? I mean, face off, you know, that was cool. I don't know that he's done anything like high, high quality though, right? Or am I forgetting something? I mean, he was Howard Saint in the Punisher movie with Thomas Jane. True. That's the, very one true. of the greatest movies ever made. <laughs> That's very true. And I say that with only the the slightest bit of irony. I cuz I actually like that movie a lot despite yeah, it being a huge piece of shit. That's okay. It's good. I remember enjoying it when I saw it. I haven't seen it since it came out, but I'm with you, Caleb. It's not it's not a horrible movie. It's got Travolta in it, you know. He's reborn yeah. now. So that's my number 4, man. Uh let's see. You got a good list going over there, buddy. What's your number 3? My number 3 is RDJ, Robert Downey Jr. Ooh, number 3, huh? Yeah. Low, so, dude. I don't know. That might be low, brother. Oh, but my number 2 and number 1 are fucking big okay. time, bud. All right, go um, for it. So Robert Downey Jr., he was he was really big in the 80s. Uh, you know, he was kind of like a, a secondary num- member of like the Brat Pack. He was in a bunch of John Hughes movies uh, such as Weird Science and uh, Back to School with Rodney Dangerfield. Yeah. Um, and, you know, just kind of a regular comedic actor. Um, and then he got arrested a whole bunch in the 90s and 2000s for for drugs because uh, he was a massive coke fiend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, 
finally got his life together and landed arguably like one of the biggest fucking roles of all time which was the goddamn iron man yeah i mean uh, arguably the the center of the mcu i mean that's where it all yeah. started yeah the the anchor that you know mm-hmm. the foundation yeah. upon which an, a media empire was built and he's another one that falls in the ryan reynolds category where he can really rely on his charisma and his kind of yeah. like sarcastic humor and Oh, and him as Tony Stark was such smart casting. Like there, there is no one else. Like right. he, he embodies that character. Right. Good pick. So man. much so that, like, whenever he didn't want to do the movies anymore, they were like, "Well, I guess we have to murder you." <laughs> I, I got to see what your top two is. I'm not going to judge, but uh, RDJ is a good one. And I think when you're talking celebrity comebacks, especially like in the modern era. I mean, he's got to be top of mind for pretty much yeah. everybody. So that's your number three. My, my number two is kind of bonkers, and I hope that All right, I okay. hope that you'll go on the journey with me. Uh, anytime you take me there, man, I'm ready. My number three is a little strange, too. Um, but much like Travolta, it is an actor that came to mind right away. And in the 80s, he was huge. Like, you saw this star just rising, like, year after year after year. I'm talking about uh, Mickey Rourke, okay? Mm. And he did this kind of, like, erotic drama called Nine and a Half Weeks that Adrian Lin did, which was one of the, like, biggest films of the 80s. And that was in 1986. He did another great movie called Barfly the year after that, which was, like, an award-winning film, like Oscar Caliber uh, recognition for that film. And then he just fucking, like, vanished. Like, he kept working. Like, he did these smaller roles. A few films that I've seen, uh, I was just looking at his filmography on IMDb. I've, you know, I've seen, like, Get Carter, which, by the way, had Travolta in it, uh, which is funny. Uh, a movie I love called Buffalo 66 with Christina Ricci. You know, so he did some stuff that were, like, smaller roles. But he wasn't the draw. He wasn't the lead. And he got another one of those kind of, like, bit parts in 2005 when he played Marv in Frank Miller's Sin City. And I feel like that's really what marked his comeback. Back. And then uh, three years after that, he was nominated for an Academy Award for The Wrestler, which was a Darren Aronofsky film. Yeah. Where he Marissa portrayed Tomei's the Rams. That's right. Marissa Tomei topples in it, too, which is great as a stripper. <laughs> <laughs> of course, you've come back if you're there, you know. But, you know, that role, I, you know, was told kind of mirrored his own life. Now, of course, it was a pro wrestler versus an actor. But one of the reasons, like, he really lobbied to get that role was Randy the Ram was because he felt like that was a biographical story, kind of like how his life had played out the 25 years prior to that, I guess before Sin City came along. And then, you know, his um, career's been rejuvenated. You know, he's in the Expendables franchise. Uh, I already mentioned Sin City. Um you know, he's he's doing a lot of he was in Iron Man 2 as Whiplash and Iron Man 2. So he's done a lot of great things. And The Wrestler is um, one of the best like male performances I've seen in the last 20 years. I mean, he really, really embodied that role and did such a good job in it. So that along with Sin City, I feel like he was back, man. So, you know, now it's like he's a trusted kind of leading man in Hollywood, I feel like. So that's why Mickey Rourke's my three. What do you think, man? Yeah, it's not a bad pick. Are you a fan of his in general? Did you know any of his 80s stuff before he kind of fell off or no? Not really, no. I think uh, I think I just was too young at the time. Yeah. yeah, but you saw The Wrestler, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, good stuff, man. Yeah, I haven't... I Like, I've been out of wrestling for a long time, but I was... Uh, 
I was into it when I was a kid. I, mm-hmm. um, you know, classic era, like, or what I would consider classic era, like uh, Jake the Snake, Sergeant Slaughter, oh, the yeah, original dude. Hulk Hogan, yeah, Ultimate Warrior, Macho Man Randy Savage, Andre the Giant, like those guys. Oh, so good, man. So good. You know, I, I know wrestling, there's something to be said for it today, but for me, they don't make them like they used to. I mean, it was just such a, like, 80s and 90s NWA and and WWF, you know, back then it was just on WCW. Like it was just unstoppable, man. It was, it was such a great time in my life and such fond memories of it. Um, and that movie really reminds me of that time too. So that, uh, that's another reason why I love him and, and his comeback for that reason. So that's my number three. We're up to our runner ups, Caleb. What do you got at number two, buddy? Okay. Like I said, this is a little bit wild and I hope that you stick with me here. It's Martha Stewart. <laughs> I'm going to let you explain. I mean, I guess you mean coming back from like her jail time and everything. Yeah. So Martha went down for insider trading at the time. You know, she was just, you know, she did like this weird like housewife, like, you know, here's some tips for, you know, having a nice holiday party or whatever the fuck. Yeah, sure. And uh, but she was doing her thing. It was fine. Gets busted for insider trading, does a stint in prison. Which she spun into enough fucking street cred to basically become a hood icon, and now she's doing ad campaigns with Snoop. I know. Don't uh, they? Don't they have a podcast together or something like that? I or think a cooking so. Show They're actually like really good friends. Yeah, sure. Uh, <laughs> That's like, crazy. Snoop is also like a fucking incredible businessman, but like yeah, just yeah. the way that she was able to spin it and like the angle of this dangle was so fucking wild to me that it's like, it's like career goals. Like, yeah, maybe I should just go to prison. And then when I come back, like, you know, people just be like, Hey, this guy's seen some shit. We should listen to him. It is like, crazy though. Cause you're right. It's like, it's like, you know, your mom or your grandma getting, you know, going to prison yeah. and, and then getting all the street cred <laughs> and then Snoop Dogg being at your house when you come home from work. Like what the hell is yeah. Snoop doing here? What the fuck? But yeah. yeah. Like she just, she spun it into such a huge, like, you know, fucking, like she's, I would say she's way more successful now than she was yeah. when she had fucking oh, without Martha a doubt. Stewart living or whatever Making, her show was called. Yeah, fruitcakes and shit. Yeah, no, she's yeah. definitely come a long way for sure. And I, and you're right. I'm sure that I'm sure without the jail time, we wouldn't have the Martha Martha today that we have. You know. Yeah, Martha, Martha, <laughs> and then we and she had that. <laughs> Um, that's a good pick, man. You're right. That is a left field pick though, but I see it. I see it. You know, whenever you, um, have a stint in jail or whatever, and then you come back and you're bigger than you are before you went, then that's a comeback. So I, I'm with you on that one. And she makes some damn good cookies too, I hear. So Martha yeah, Stewart. It's true. All right. My uh, runner up. My, my favorite thing is like the big lighter <laughs> ad, like the easy, le- easy reach lighter. Uh, uh, there was like a cardboard standee in Walmart that was like her and Snoop Dogg with these lighters. And uh, Martha Stewart's side, it's like, perfect for lighting candles. And on Snoop's side, it said, and other things, too. <laughs> He's probably making like a stone face or something. Yeah. Well, it's Snoop Dogg. Yeah. So, yeah, it's his normal face. That's fair. Good pick, man. Martha Stewart, your runner-up. My number two, you already mentioned, is RDJ, Robert Downey Jr. My number two. Look, man, oh, yeah. when you uh, when you go on this binge that he went on and you're just drugged out, drunk just not a care in the world literally throwing your career away with that what would almost seem like purposefully you pass out in a kid's bed of a stranger's house (laughs) 
<laughs> you're at fucking rock bottom, bro. <laughs> <laughs> nowhere um, to go but up you are at rock bottom and not only do you come back i mean you already mentioned this but you're fucking iron man dude in i mean arguably maybe star wars has a has a shot but arguably the gr- most grossing franchise of all time in the marvel cinematic universe and you're the fucking head at the table at that so yeah. it's it's not only a comeback, it's like a monumental achievement that he was able to do what he did after literally being at rock bottom. And then other roles of his. And, and not you only know, that, but just to transcend who he was like at his lowest point, like that would have been what we remembered him for. But now we're going to remember him as Iron Man. Exactly. You know, and other roles that, you know, I mean, he was nominated for playing Charlie Chaplin. Uh, he was nominated for an Oscar for that. He. Mm-hmm. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. I love that movie uh, with Val Kilmer. I mean, he, he's done so much other great stuff, too. And I hate when Iron Man kind of overshadows a lot of his other stuff. But, you know, he's one of those actors that pre his downfall and post his downfall, he, you, his talent never waned. Like he was always giving his best performance, you know, when before he had his downfall. And then again, after when he came back. So, oh, yeah, you know, I'm a big fan of his. And uh, that's why he's my runner up. And you already you know, talked about it, too, and said it beautifully. So our DJ cross up there on our list and we're up to our number ones caleb so uh i don't think we have any more crossover based on our pre top five conversation but what's your number one man i'm excited to see here my number one is betty white nice buddy nice i saw her pop up on solis i thought about it she's in my honorable mentions yeah so you know in in her younger days she was she was kind of america's sweetheart she was uh on the mary tyler moore show and she was like she had her own uh talk show for a while and uh you know she was a golden girl and then after that kind of didn't really do a whole lot uh and then there was this one snickers commercial and you know america collectively was like oh man we love betty white Mm -hmm. uh and then suddenly she was in everything all the time yeah she had that great little side side uh role in the proposal you Mm -hmm. know that one right with sandra bullock oh yeah Yeah, i love that dude no that's that's like pretty close it's not it's not on my mount rushmore of comedies but it's pretty close yeah it's got your boy ryan reynolds in it too oh yeah um yeah it's a great pick man i mean i thought about it she's in my honorables but i I guess i didn't know enough about her career to know if there really was a lull in her career like i didn't know i don't know i mean i guess there was if she's being considered a comeback but yeah like after golden girls like she really didn't do much anything yeah i guess you're right yeah was she a stand-up comic at one point do you know i don't know that she necessarily did stand-up she she always was you know a comedian and she would like she basically um you know the betty white show it was sort of like like a jay leno type thing she would interview celebrities and just joke around with them and stuff and i think she did do like kind of a monologue bit of it i don't know i've never seen it but didn't she have a um didn't she have a beef with Joan Rivers or something too? I think I read. Uh, probably. I feel like most <laughs> yeah. people who met Joan Rivers probably did. <laughs> yeah, that's why I didn't know if she was like a comic, like a stage comic too. But um, I mean, obviously, rest in peace and a great career and just a fucking gem. I mean, I love her, so it's a great pick. Well, yeah, I mean, it, she got to live out her life, maintained all of her mental faculties, and and died peacefully at home in her own bed without having to have somebody like providing full-time care for her like that's more than most of us can hope for 
Absolutely. Yeah, she's a gem, and that's a great pick. Yeah, Betty White and Martha Stewart is your top two. Oh, yeah. yeah that's a, it's that's a, a fucking that's a, wild list, buddy. That is a fucking Buckle duo in. right there, buddy. Uh, we kind of already touched on my number one, too, but it's Britney. It's Britney Spears. Um, man, I mean, you, you mentioned 2007, but that point in her life, man, was just like borderline tragic, to be honest with you, because... Oh, yeah. Kind of like what we were talking about with RDJ, but it was just like, you know, this this teen like sensation that just literally took over the world and there was nobody bigger in pop music in the late nineties and into the two thousands than Britney Spears. I mean, just her, her, the image of her. There was no one bigger in my 15 year old fantasy. Fuck right, dude. (laughs) Fuck. I Uh, I wasn't even 15 at the time when she was real big. I was like, I was like 12, 13. I was, I was like just starting to be able to crank it. Yeah. That was a good time to be able to do that. That was a good time to be able to do that, Caleb. I almost envy you, to be honest. Like that Rolling Stone cover she did, you know? And do you remember oh, that one? Oh, my. And they turned it into a poster. Um, yeah, but I mean, that's what I mean, though. She was a sex symbol. She was this pop musician. She was, you know, just she was just taking over the world, man. And it was like, she's living under this conservatorship, which is also, she's almost had two comebacks, it, to be honest with you, because... 07 happened and then she was able to kind of rejuvenate her career a few years after that and she had a couple of successful albums and and then she had the the Las Vegas show that I think she's still doing I think don't quote me on that but I know she mm-hmm. was doing it uh, up and before COVID started but she was the highlight there in Las Vegas and it was very successful and and now she's finally coming out from under her conservatorship which I think just happened in the last few months so she's quote unquote free for the first time in her career which is crazy too yeah um, the laws in this country I just I don't get it you know if you agree with it I apologize I'm not trying to offend anyone I just don't understand the whole conservatorship thing if you're of sound no, body no. and body no no so. no Fuck everybody who, you know. (laughs) Thinks that that should be a thing. Yeah. So, yeah, Britney Spears, man, are we really two comebacks? And um, just one, I mean, you know, whether you are a fan of her music or not, I don't think anybody would argue she's one of the most recognizable people in 20th century music. She's an unstoppable cultural juggernaut. And you know why? Why? It's Britney, bitch. There you go. That was my number one, Britney Spears. So we had we had a good list. We only had the one cross up with RDJ, which I feel like you almost had to. I mean, that's a oh, defi- yeah. that's a definition of celebrity. It, it would be hard to not have him on this list. Absolutely, man. So good list, Caleb. I tell you what, man. We're gonna take a quick breather. Just take a quick promo break, and when we come back, we will remind everyone what we had on our top fives. We'll give some honorable mentions, and then I'll head over to social media and see what the fans had to say. Uh, sit tight, guys. We will be right back. Hello, listeners. Did you know that there is a lot more content where this episode came from? As you may know, we are an independent podcast and we rely on donations in order to keep going. Over on our Patreon site, you will find several ways to stretch your dollar. I am currently producing six exclusive series that you can only get there. They include popular ones such as My First Time and 100 G-Tunes. You'll also get regular main top five episodes, just like this one, super early, often weeks in advance. For as little as $1, you can help the show continue. Just visit us over at patreon.com slash two peas on a pod, or you can check the show notes for this very episode. Now let's get back to the countdown. Welcome back, guys. As I said, pre-break, Caleb's here, and he had a doozy of a list, and we were talking about our celebrity comebacks for the first episode of Two Peas in 10 months. We're back on the airwaves, and I figured we would do our favorite comebacks 
in Hollywood. Caleb, just tell them what your five uh, celebrities were again. Remind everybody. Uh, well, my five were uh, Winona Ryder, Ryan Reynolds, Robert Downey Jr., Martha Stewart, and Betty White at number one. What a list. What a list. Uh, my top five was number five was the band Aerosmith. And number four, John Travolta. Number three, Mickey Rourke. Number two was Robert Downey Jr. And my number one was It's Britney, bitch. Britney Spears. <laughs> Did you have any honorable mentions? Yeah, I got a few, man. Um, I like to round out my 10, but you know what? Dan's going to be disappointed in me for my first episode back. I've only got four honorables. I guess I could throw another one in there, but uh, if I'm keeping true to my list. What about you, man? Who, who do you want to shout out over there? I had Britney. The other one that I wanted to talk about was Neil Patrick Harris. Yeah, uh, from Doogie so, Hauser. Yeah, he had Doogie Hauser. He was in Starship Troopers and then really didn't do too much. And then uh, his, his stagnant career got jump-started. Just a random little cameo appearance in Harold and Kumar go to White Castle where mm-hmm. he's talking about getting some fur burgers. <laughs> and uh, after that, he was just fucking everywhere because right. people realized that he's fucking hysterical. And it was funny because he played himself in that. And, and in the movie, they're like, are you fucking Doogie Hauser or whatever, yeah. you know? <laughs> <laughs> Doogie Hauser just stole my car. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's great. He, he really embraced it, you know, for that role. And it ended up it ended up bringing him back, which is great. Anybody else? That's it. All right. So I had a few. Uh, you already mentioned Betty White. Uh, I also had Eddie Murphy. I That's feel like, um, you know, he was doing the raw stand-up comedy and some of the biggest comedies ever with like Beverly Hills Cop and Coming to America, a lot of stuff in the 80s. And then as he got into the 90s, he started doing the Disney stuff and like the kid-friendly stuff. And, you know, he, he just lost cubed. his edge. Yeah, he just lost his edge. <laughs> But I feel like he's back, you know, and he'll kind of do whatever is there now with Dolomite and some other stuff. If, um, if you uh, if you compare Ice Cube in like the 80s and 90s to like Ice Cube in like 2010. Right. Like, how is this the, the same human? Yeah. What did you go through, man? Yeah. What, what did you r- do, bud? What a ride. <laughs> What a ride. And you mentioned Winona. She's in my honorables as well. And then how about this one? Uh, Paul Rubens, Pee Wee Herman. Yeah. I mean, no, the guy. That's a solid pick. The guy got caught, you know, wanking it in a mo- in a public movie theater. Um, which got arrested public, for it. A public porno movie theater. True. Which, why the fuck else would you be there? That's true. But in the same <laughs> vein, um, your Pee Wee Herman just did at the house. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. I don't know. And wasn't there a thing about him in the bathroom too? Or is that was that somebody else? I don't know. Because there was somebody else that jerked off like in, in the public bathroom and like it got on camera. A lot of people jerk off. In people public jerk bathrooms. Off all the time. Sure. I've done it three times since I've been talking to you. Since the recording started, yeah. Yeah. Especially when we started talking about Britney. I, I heard something over there. All right. Yeah, it was like a little golf clap. <laughs> All right, so there you go, guys. That was our favorite celebrity comebacks. And uh, Caleb, you you killed it, man. What we're going to do to wrap up the episode is we're going to head over to the Facebook fan page and see what the fans had to say. Guys, check the show notes and please join up over there to the Facebook fan community because that is where I interact with our fans the most and ask for suggestions in the old suggestion box. So I just said, uh, in your opinion, what celebrities have had the best comebacks? Let's see what we got over there. Now, I know you're not on Facebook, Caleb, so you may not have seen these. Uh, let's see. Uh, Joey Mills said says RDJ and Aerosmith. There you mm-hmm. go. He also wants to know if we would count Winona Ryder, which clearly we do. Um, he says she's back in the public eye thanks to Stranger Things, and obviously we agree. Uh, he also says Jean Smart. Are you familiar with her? She was 
The Watchmen, Legion, and then most recently she was on HBO's Hacks, which is a really good uh, sitcom. Mm, okay. Yeah, but she's an actress. And in fact, Hacks kind of follows like almost like a Betty White kind of story because it's like this this aging female comic who's trying to get back in the in the limelight. So it's somewhat possibly inspired yeah. by people like Betty White. But uh, another Joey, Joey Austin says CM Punk. What do you think about that? Their, yeah. de- their debut in AEW. That's a good one. He also says uh, James Gunn because he survived being canceled. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. He's still getting plenty of plenty of work there, especially in the MCU. Uh, Travis Crawford says RDJ is the first name that comes to mind. And you know Christiani. How about that guy? Patron yeah. of the show. Oh, I got one for you from Christiani. Caleb, I want you to get revved up and I want to see. I wonder. I don't think he knew you were coming on this episode, but it's almost like he said this name. So because you would be here. I'll, I'll save that one for the, for the end. He says uh, he said RJD and I said, you mean Ronnie James Dio? <laughs> <laughs> That's so, good. So he means RTJ, I think. He also says uh, Betty White. There you go. Carlos Santana and Keanu Reeves. But the name that I wanted to throw out at you is he says Donald Trump. He says you can't deny it. He faded for 10 years or so. And then he was the president. What do you think? I mean, he's not wrong, I guess. I just don't agree with the comeback. I mean, he's always been known for saying and doing dumb shit. Like if you if I, he was on the fucking apprentice. He did like, the apprentice. Yeah. I guess he was like kind of like that Paris like Hilton whatever, type person where he was like famous just for being rich. You know what I mean? Just for, yeah, for having yeah. a daddy who gave him things. Um, <laughs> yeah. But like, I don't, wanna, I don't do know. Do you want to go like, off or no? <laughs> go ahead. Well, no, like even like in the fucking 70s and 80s and shit, like you would always see for whatever reason, like newspapers would just ask for his opinions on shit. Right. And he would, you know. Yeah. Fuck, whenever, like, the Central Park 5 case happened, like, he took out a fucking full-page ad in the paper to tell the world about his shitty, stupid opinion about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He's always basically just been a dick in the public eye. Yeah. Well, you are what you eat. There you go. Uh, Josh Ragland. He has to be a dick because he doesn't have one. (laughs) He hasn't seen it in years. Josh Ragland, a patron and friend of the show, says, Our DJ is probably the best comeback. He also loves Rob Lowe's comeback. He went from being an 80s teen heartthrob, and then we later saw him in the West Wing and Chris on Parks and Rec. That's a good one. I don't know. I I can never remember what it's from, but like you just always <laughs> see the picture of uh, the the '80s poster of Rob Lowe with like a fucking white like belly shirt, basically. Like <laughs> oh, that's the Outsiders. Yeah, he's on yeah, the Outsiders. Yeah yeah, 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 for sure. I know what you're talking about. Uh, let's see, David Powell. The Outsiders uh, was really good. Oh, so good, man. David Powell, patron in front of the show, says Travolta. Thanks, Quentin. And he also says uh, Christopher Lee. Thanks, Lord of the Rings and Star yeah. Wars. Yeah, Christopher Saruman. Lee. Yeah, that's a good one. I, I can't tell if Paul gave me an answer or not, but oh, <laughs> Paul's trying to be sweet. He says uh, he's suggesting that I'm the comeback and I should be on this list, as in like me, Gerald. I don't agree with you, Paul, but you're sweet. You're a sweet man, and I love you. So thank you for that, Sam Hurley from uh, Movie Reviews and 20 cues says don't sell yourself short gerald you've overcome a lot to be here thanks man sam says johnny cash uh the motherfucker came back and back again and then pretty much wrote his eulogy on his final album he is a legend uh that's a good one sam and uh he also says acting wise would be marlon brando he didn't do anything of note in the 60s and then he owned the 70s so that's that's true yeah 
Uh, let's see if I got any other ones here. A uh, friend of the show, Lauren Scott, and friend of mine in real life, said, this might not be the type of comeback you're aiming for, but I've gained respect for both Miley Cyrus and Lindsay Lohan. They have come out and admitted that they had misguided seasons and want to earn people's trust back. Also, Britney Spears is definitely in the middle of her personal comeback era. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. No, that's definitely like high marks all around. I I uh, I love Lindsay Lohan. I'm glad to see that it seems like she's doing better. Yeah, for sure. Friend of mine, Michael Hill, says uh, Mickey Rourke and Marissa Tomei, which were in the wrestler together, ironically. Mm-hmm. And he also he also says Disney, which I'm not. I mean, I guess if you think about like the animated resurgence that they had in the early '90s with like Aladdin and Lion King, and I think it really started with The Little Mermaid in '89. So I guess I see what he's saying if he's talking about like hand-drawn animation Disney. Is that what you think he means there, Caleb? When he says Disney had a comeback? Uh, I don't know. I'm kind of perplexed by that. Yeah, me too. Because I don't know uh, that they ever I- really left, but. Additional information required. (laughs) There you go. Uh, Amanda Inman, dear friend of mine, says Britney Spears, the shaved head era to the Save Britney movement to her post-conservatorship. I agree with all that. As as you guys know, she was my number one. Catherine Hepburn, she says. Uh, Tracy Morgan, that's a good one. His car accident and then recovering from that and and continuing his career. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, that's a good one. And then she says Ben Affleck. <laughs> I mean, she's not wrong. You know, his divorces that have been very public. and <laughs> The asshole from Fashionable Mail. <laughs> How do you come back from being the manager of that fucking store? <laughs> um, very uncomfortable places. Uh, let's see. Oh, and then I'll... It, uh, <laughs> like the back of a Volkswagen? <laughs> like the back of a Volkswagen. <laughs> I'll lean on uh, our buddy Peter from Podstalgic and Cobra Kai because he says William Zabka from Cobra Kai. That's uh, Johnny. And, oh, yeah. I, and I guess I mean, by definition, that's a comeback. I mean, his comeback was coming back to play the same role. To do that after not doing anything for like 25 <laughs> years. But he's right. I mean, you know, he he's definitely yeah, harnessing that character for sure. No, and he fucking rules in that show. Yeah, he's like, great. Yeah, he's great. All right, there you go, guys. He's the only character in that show that I'm never conflicted about liking. Nice. Nice. I mean, he's, yeah, because he's, he's just doing that, that he is who he is in that show. He's not trying to be anything else, you know? Yeah. So I love it. Uh, thank you, Pete. Thank you, everybody else, for the feedback this week for our favorite celebrity comebacks. And that was it. The first episode of The Peas in 10 months. We're back, guys. I'm going to do my damnedest to get an episode out for you every week, This of which this is the first. Caleb, you were here for it, man. I, I hope you enjoyed yourself, and I can't thank you enough for coming back on the show, brother. I can't thank you enough for having me. Absolutely, man. Now, uh, The Peas is being hosted over there at Netflix as well. So hopefully if they found this, they found that. But why don't you just tell them where they can find you and Dan real quick, brother? Well, you can find the show at NetflixAndSwill.com. It's your one-stop shop for all things Netflix and Swill. We basically watch whatever's new, hot, or just stupid enough to grab our attention on Netflix each week and uh, complain a whole lot because me and Dan are both miserable people that hate ourselves and each other. Now, I'm going to put you on the spot, Caleb, as we're coming to an end here on this first episode back. Should I do any kind of like sign off each week? And if so, I'm going to let you pick it. There's something I can say that would kind of make uh, sense to end the show every week. Don't make me say something that I'm going to regret saying every week for the rest of my life. <laughs> yeah, what can I say? <laughs> I need a sign off, or I could just say, see you Thank, next week. I don't know. Thanks for <laughs> peeing on our pod. I don't know. Wow. Yeah. Talk about Trump. Am I right? Hey. <laughs> hey. Chicka. All right. Well, um, brain, brainstorm it. Brainstorm it. Message me. I can always, you know, 
use it on next mm. week's episode. I thought you would be a How good about, one to give me the sign-off. Thank you for being a nice person who likes our podcast. Thank you for being a nice person that listened to our podcast. Probably because I don't know if they liked it. Well, I guess if they listened yeah. 50, and we, 50 minutes in, they probably did. And we, and we don't know that they uh, listened to it. But That's true. It could be on you did You did get the download and, you know. Yeah, yeah. The, you know, all bets are off at that point. All right. Well, we, uh, we already got, we already well, got the what we needed. We'll brainstorm it. You know, I don't know. We'll brainstorm it. Uh, Caleb, you're you're the man, dude. Uh, you mean the world to me, and I love you. And I'm so glad that you were here for this. And uh, that's it. That's it for this first episode. Back. We will see everyone next week. Caleb, thanks for being here again, man. I appreciate it. Uh, I appreciate you. Dreaming away, wishing that heroes stay true.